Hello everybody, my name is Mike Richard, I'm the founder of Talk About It Mate and I'm sat here today happy to present to you the start of season two of the Talk About It Mate podcast. What have you got to look forward to? Well, we'll see what happens but I'm hoping more contributors, more guests, more co-presenters, different episode types and styles, new guests, even video content. But yeah, if I look back, I'm really, really proud of what we've achieved. Season one was a massive triumph. I'm a complete novice, but I got it done. And I keep thinking to myself, done is better than perfect. The content is out there. You know, I can always look back on it, learn from those conversations and see how much I've changed as well. And a lot of the people involved, I already knew or they're from the community. Some people I didn't know that well and they've become good friends since. And I think that's really important. Um, it's important that you know I do remind myself how far I've come and how much this could potentially help people and how much it already has helped people. So season one was a great adventure. It was full of courage, compassion and connection. So I really hope that you enjoy the upcoming season two. Season 2, episode 1, here we are. Uh, my guest for this episode was the amazing Alice Lyons, who runs Dark Coffee. She's a successful podcaster, and she uses podcasting to record her own experiences. And the kind of tagline of her organisation is championing unfiltered conversations around mental health. And I think that's really, really important. Now she's moving into corporate training and also running events for entrepreneurs or people in the business community. But I just find her a really engaging person with a really powerful message. Um, She does touch on something called suicidal ideation. And this could be a big, scary topic. But I think that she tackles these things in a really careful and considerate yet authentic way and you know I love her enthusiasm she's somebody that I value a lot in my network and I can go to for advice so I really hope that you enjoy episode one of season two of the talk about it mate podcast okay um hello everybody welcome to um Season two, episode one of the Talk About It Mate podcast, uh, re- reinvention, which is might be a theme that comes through today's conversation. And I've um, uh, got a really good guest, somebody I know. Ah, thanks. Alice Lyons. Hey. AKA Dark Coffee. Yes. Which, which we'll come on to. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into this. Yeah. This is so weird, like me not being, doing the introduction. This is so weird. I'm having to relinquish control. So hi everyone. My name's Alice Lyons. I, I do a podcast called Dark Coffee um, and we basically champion unfiltered conversations around mental health. So very similar vein to yourself, Mike. But um, yeah, we're just uh, very bullshit free. We kind of say things like it is because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise in mental health for good and bad reasons. Yeah. But um, my thing is, Mental health is just so, such a normal thing, and everyone's affected by it, whether they realise and acknowledge it or not. Yeah. And um, I'm just kind of bored of hearing all the, the, the... To me, there seems to be a bit of a dichotomy in the way that people talk about mental health. It's either softly, softly, and like, oh, you'll be okay, don't worry. Yeah. Or it's really aggressive, and it's hyper-masculine, like masculine and like, we will fight mental health, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do you want that aggressive kind of thing going on in your own mind? You're just making an enemy out of your own brain. So I've just said, yeah. let's just talk about it like everything else in life. If, if you're scared of something... Use a bit of humour, take the edge off mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I agree. As with all the big scary topics. Um, mine's quite, um, it, it's a little bit controversial in some ways because I talk about suicide ideation mm-hmm. quite a lot because yeah. that's my personal background. Yeah. Um, but I thought if you're going to go big, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do something, do it properly. So, um, yeah, I started by talking about suicide ideation, but it's really interesting because the more I've talked around mental health, the more avenues I've gone down, the more people's inputs I've got, and the more lines of convergence there are with, like, other conditions and and just like issues in society like it intersects with so many issues of like gender and um i don't know all sorts of things power yeah. structures and just it's, it's the most interesting job in the world and i love it and um yeah but the wider company does other things we have uh, a corporate arm that goes into corporates we do mm. talks and workshops and stuff and we've got a community arm that does events in the yeah. especially in the business community and yeah lots of weird and wonderful things. I love how infused you are. <laughs> I like to comment on people's body language. But um, I think it, what you're saying about mental health, it, it's the topic of our times, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Now? Like, 
it, it, you know, it comes up every time in the media something happens. But I think the curve is that people are taking more of an interest in their, how who they are as people yeah. and then their minds now. And I think, like you say, sometimes you need people who not aggressive, but are going to go where other people won't go. Yeah. And people do need to acknowledge that it is something that needs talking about, and mm-hmm. uh, that's why I, we exist, I suppose, as organisations. Mm-hmm. But um, last time I came on your podcast with. Uh, the Dark Coffee podcast, you've asked me what my favourite quote was. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to get you back now. But no, like, because a lot of the, I used to roll my eyes at quotes. But yeah. then recently, uh, the ones that really stand out to me, I think, like, there is a lot of gold in there. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I think you have different ones that you attach different meanings to at yeah. different times. So particular moments, you're, like, yeah. drawn to different ones, aren't you? Um, off the top of my head, a few that yeah. all, I always return to are Walk Towards the Sound of Gunfire... Which is like hyper aggressive and kind of militant. <laughs> that I'm just, I don't know. I just like that idea of doing something not because it's the easiest thing to do or because it's necessarily the most sensible thing to do, but because it's the right thing to do. So, although it sounds stupid on the face yeah. of it, like walking towards gunfire, it could be that you can help someone that really needs help. So, yeah, that one just. Yeah, like about courage and and, and yeah. following your convictions and. That's it. I think that comes across in especially the way that you communicate mm. uh, on your podcast and also online, which we'll come on to, yeah. I think, because I think it's really interesting. and Because I, I, I think I'm quite a cynical person. I used to be, historically. Yeah. And now I'm, all, now I'm happy. No. <laughs> but um, when you see people cutting through the crap, yeah. um, I think we waste too much time playing yeah. niceties. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It definitely does. And I think it's... You can do both as well. Like mm. I'm a massively compassionate person. I'm yeah. like I'm one of the nicest people you'll you'll meet. But I think people maybe don't expect that. Sometimes when they see some of my marketing, they're like, "Oh my god, she's a bit like in your face and stuff." But like within a few minutes, people get to know me and they, they're like, "Okay, she genuinely does really care about people." Yeah. And I will never say anything to to upset someone intentionally. No, no. Or it's more. I don't necessarily call out individuals necessarily. I more no. challenge ideas and structures and things. So if I think, mm. like MLMs, historically I hate MLMs. So What's I an MLM? Uh, multi-level marketing, you know, like pyramid schemes. Ah, right. Uh, right, yeah. So they, they make money basically off of exploiting people who are in desperate situations and need extra cash. And they're like, oh, come and buy this yeah. starter kit for people 5, need calling out on that. Yeah, they do. So yeah. I've done it. And I'm not calling out the individuals because often the individuals mm. within the MLM are mm. kind of disillusioned a yeah. little bit themselves. Um, this is all my personal opinion on obviously it's very one-sided um but um yeah I'm not necessarily calling out the individuals it's more the structure itself and I'm like I just disagree with the way they make money I yeah. find it really sinister and Arbon recently have just uh they've just won this um uh, accreditation I think it's called like B Corp it's like an accreditation to show that you're a very ethical company yeah. that you're well run and I really need to drill down into this because I'm fascinated I'm like how yeah. is that possible because yeah my understanding is that it's very exploitative so just putting it out there I could be wrong I may need to do more research but of, of all the research yeah. I've done and I have done a lot yeah. <laughs> I just hate them so yeah I don't want this to turn too no, much no but I, I like I, for me I'm learning from you and um, I think the world of corporate is something I don't know very much about yeah. I mean, I've worked in vocational and teaching and, mm. and then I'm dipping my toes into you know being a social enterprise and I'm going on these courses and uh, a big part of what I've had to do is set up on different platforms including LinkedIn and that's kind of where um, <laughs> you've come to the fore yeah. and, and a lot of people you work with here yeah, so do, maybe yeah, that's yeah. a good way in to talk about what you're doing here at NatWest Accelerator. Yeah, so we're in the NatWest Accelerator. So I've been on this for coming up to 11 months now, nice. actually. So it, you come on on six-month chunks. It's a fully funded um, accelerator mm-hmm. scheme. So accelerators are designed to support your business in your next step of growth. Yeah. So this has been great because I get um, there's three arms to it. So there's coaching arm, there's the community arm, kind mm-hmm. of the workspace. And what's the other thing? The network, like the wider yeah. network, because they they can introduce you to people that they know yeah. out in the ether and stuff like that. I love that word, ether. Ether, <laughs> out in the ether. It sounds like it's so magical, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they do things like workshops and training. So yeah. every other week there's a workshop or there's some kind of training that's mm-hmm. on a particular theme. So we have a sales one, infrastructure, um, etc. Yeah. And um, for me, the biggest thing has been this co-working space and just yeah. coming in and being able to talk to other people, bounce ideas around, yeah. support them, have them support me, mm. get that kind of, the peer support. Like Me and you, we're both yeah. huge on this. We both talk yeah. about this a lot. And that's what we're promoting effectively is emotional and social well-being and helping yeah. each other grow. And um, yeah, fully recommend this to yourself and yeah. any other 
you know, especially if you're a small business, because yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realise how isolated they are. Oh, I found that last six months. I mean, I, I rushed into doing it, not rushed into it, but yeah, I did time. too. <laughs> but then, like, you're thinking, and then you're at home, and then you're thinking, I can't talk to everyone, and then, and uh, my wife will come home, and like, I can't just offload all this yeah, onto her, yeah. because then she just sees me as this guy who moans about. Yeah. But you know, I'm glad you picked up on that because I think so many people make their spouse the one point of contact yeah and what a lot of us don't understand is that we need a very diverse and complex social support system yeah and you cannot just have one go-to person i talk about this in my training as well mm. i say do not p make one person responsible for your well-being because you are responsible for your well-being it's yeah. no one else's job and part of your job of looking yeah. after yourself is to figure out who you can go to at different times so you're building a really mm. robust support network so that if you call that person they're not available who's the next person you go to who do you talk to about money problems who do you talk to about family problems yeah if you're having difficulties in your marriage is that a job for a professional is that something you just handle between yourselves yeah. is that something that you have a couple of confidants you can talk to because yeah. what i've discovered is the more perspectives you have on a problem often the quicker it's resolved because we are not just because we run a business doesn't mean yeah. we know all the answers no i'm asking people things on a daily yeah, basis and, and that's the best thing to do but i think the, the theme that's come from what you've just said is talking yeah and and yeah if you talk if you if you hold on to a problem yeah and you don't know how to solve that problem or you're not sure about it then you're probably not going to do something about it Absolutely. And, and i think a lot of men might be like this then it's just going to get worse, isn't it? Absolutely. Because yeah. like, things get so much worse in your head because mm. our minds are incredible. They're very, very switched on and just yeah. there's so much chemistry going on in there. And things happen so much quicker in your brain than they do in real life. So mm. if you let things run in your brain, it will just, it will just, it's like a, a wildfire. It really does yeah. just ignite. And um, you can blow things out of proportion and your brain doesn't seem to know the difference between yeah. the imagined and the real. So things can just run away with you. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of mental health issues get so much worse because you just convince yourself that what you're thinking is real. Whereas if you take the time to just say something out loud, externalize it, you're bringing it into the real world yeah. and suddenly you'll start questioning it and you'll say, well, that sounds mad. Now I've said it out loud, that's not true. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier. Like, I, I started podcasting as self-therapy, really. Yeah. I was obviously doing it for other people as mm. well, but I was working through my own shit, and I still do it now. If I'm having a bad day or something, I just want mm. to kind of understand my feelings a bit more. I'll start talking. I'll put the podcast yeah. mic on. I'll start talking. And even if I don't have the podcast mic, I'll just do a sound note on my yeah. phone and a, a voice memo. And as I'm talking, I'll be like, oh, well, I don't think that's true. And maybe that's not true as well, because yeah. you speak slower than you think. So your thinking mind yeah. goes, blah, blah, blah. And I speak fast, so well, yeah, how fast do. do I think? Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a bullet train, seriously. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. But when you talk, yeah. your brain has to slow down to think about the sentence structure and how you would convey it in a sensible string of words. Absolutely. So I find it's a really good... I, I, I encourage people to do it if you've never tried it. Even yeah. if you're just in a room on your own, it doesn't matter if people think you're mental. I do it in my car all the time. If I'm driving, I find it really good headspace. Just recording and voice note. Yeah, yeah, because I have my uh, satin van on the dashboard, yeah. so I'll just... I'll just um, because I don't want to play with my phone, obviously. So obviously. I tell, I tell Siri to take a voice memo and then I'll just start talking, just like stream of consciousness. I like that because I think there's something immediate about that as yeah, well, unauthentic. Exactly. And when you're driving or something like that, like I, you're focusing on, but sometimes you're not thinking too much. You, your flow of consciousness. Yeah. I can't find the right words, but <laughs> I suppose it with what the field you're in, in corporate and marketing or, you know, this is your background, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, that kind of idea of telling a story mm -hmm. in an honest, unfiltered, yeah. authentic way mm -hmm. makes you stand out from mm -hmm. a lot of people. I don't know if you've found that. Thanks, yeah. And it's, it's really interesting feedback to get because for me, there was, it wasn't like it was a strategy or anything. Yeah. It was just the way it came out and it was just the feel I wanted to go for because I just noticed, I kind of noticed there was a hole where I wanted some content to be. Yeah. I was like, I want someone to just talk about mental health like it's normal because it is. And the more we act like it's this big scary thing that's like, oh, let's handle yeah. it with some kid gloves, the worse it's going to get to talk about. So Absolutely. I like, so I was just creating the content that I wanted for myself, especially like my younger self, because yeah. I struggled a lot in my 20s and there was just nothing out there that yeah. spoke to me. I same think, here, absolutely. Yeah, so I think we create... It. A lot of business owners are the same. We see a problem, we fall in love with the problem, we're really passionate about yeah. resolving it, and then we'll do whatever we need to do. Like to what's missing that, like, from the, mar the market or what's like, what's yeah. missing from the world? Yeah. Creating, the, be the change. That's it, be the change you want to see in the world. That's Another of my favourite quote. Tick. Yeah. No, that's great. I think, and, and coming back to the LinkedIn thing, I, that was overly corporate. I, said, I probably joined yes. it about three years ago and never looked at it. Yeah. Then I went on a course with a guy... Um, 
Adam Whitaker. He was like a you know social media guru guy. He's really okay. great guy actually. And he was like, no, get that get that up and running. Yeah. And I said, oh, I do know a few people. And you and some of the people in your accelerator, yeah. you're very honest. And like you know, because corporate people talk in a certain way because yes. you think that's the only way you have to speak to get oh, business yeah. or leads. And, yeah. And then I, I don't really read them posts, but I read the <laughs> yeah, ones where people are really honest and like. Yeah, you're quite active on that. Yeah, I want to see your Facebook. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of it's really interesting. So yeah, Lewis is on the accelerator with me as well. So he's yeah. a digital marketing sort of right, expert. So, yeah, he, he'd never call himself an expert, but he definitely is. Like yeah. he knows his shit. He's been doing it for years, and his approach has always been just just be honest, be yourself. Yeah. And he did it as kind of a marketing strategy. So he yeah. said, like, there's so many people that do what I do. I need to stand out, and I yeah. think in his early career history he kind of been a bit repressed and shouted down a bit by people he yeah. was made to feel like he didn't know what he was talking about rather mm. than stepping forward yeah so i think it kind of those two things combined just made him go fuck it i'm just going to be myself so he is very yeah. open and honest in his posts that he does just by way of like like self-promotion and personal yeah. branding and um and so we like we just sit together on yeah. a table so we just sort of yeah. naturally click together yeah. so yeah so we run linkedin training now the two of us so my Mm. My sort of angle is the content marketing side of things of mm. like, how do you communicate effectively, whether it's video and doing it audibly or whether yeah. it's written content, that's kind of my strength. Yeah. And um, basically it's the same message from both of us, it's just delivered in two different ways because actually when we're in person in a room, mm. my approach is sometimes a bit more softly softly and he's a bit more sort of like, yeah, do like, the thing, like shake people until they... As, <laughs> as a guy, to see his stuff, I was like, wow, because he was just like, no apologies. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, fuck off. You know, Unapologetic, like, that's yeah. definitely it. Yeah. But I think, I think you're a good, you're a good duo, but I yeah. suppose... To be successful and be working through your own stuff and to be open, for me, that I root for those people more. Yeah. Instead of somebody who presents this perfect version of themselves, yes. and, and we all do it at times, the Instagram, you know, yeah. But like, <laughs> but, you know, I'm putting a nice photo on there, but it isn't real life, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, but it's great to see on LinkedIn that, 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 that you guys are like, uh, growing, prospering, prosperous, you know. <laughs> we are prosperous. Like, I'm trying to think of a good word here. Like, I'm, I'm definitely tired. I uh, think we're, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice because, like, it, mm. one of the things about businesses or any kind of collaboration, yeah. any kind of relationship overall, yeah. is that the, the, the collective effort is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So he was kind of over in his corner doing his thing over here. I was doing my stuff over here. And then just the stuff that we do together, I think, is, is better again. And it's... Mm it's different from anything that we would have individually created yeah. so I don't know if you've seen the, the Strategy Wars video series we've started I thought, I've seen something yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically it's two two marketers sat in a yeah. room arguing about different techniques you yeah. can use because it's with anything in business there's no one size fits all there's yeah. no correct way to do business no. in the same way as there's no correct way yeah. to do mental health you know there's no everything's different depending yeah. on the individual and then day to day it'll change mm. how you look after yourself and stuff so um, yeah, it's just nice to hear different viewpoints and just hear people talk about it openly. And there's a lot of bullshit out there that's like, here are five definite steps to success. And yeah, that's the kind of stuff you're calling out, isn't yeah, it? Cause yeah, because like, there's no one, there is no one size fits all. There's no one correct way. And I, I'm sick of hearing, this is how to be successful. 5 a.m. club is the only way. Those blah, blah, people blah, who hustle. say they do like stupid hour weeks. Yeah, like, like 16 hour weeks and stuff like that. Well, that was the whole premise behind like Mind Over Grind, yeah. the event that I did. Because it was just. I'm just so fatigued by seeing the hustle culture bullshit and people saying this is how you get to success. It's like, well, your version of success is different from my version of success for a start. And um, yeah, there's a lot of um, posts on LinkedIn, especially like you're saying from the corporate community. It's just these very old narratives being regurgitated again and again of like- It's not real, like for me. It's not. And like, it's weird because you get sucked into that way of thinking sometimes. Like I used to go to networking events, the very old stuffy BNI membership type ones. Oh yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's just not for me. And it took me a really long time to kind of realise. Yeah. I was like, why do I feel really uncomfortable? Is it because I don't like waking up early? And I was like, oh, no, it's because no one's actually having real conversations in this room. I find it really difficult. I actually mm. squirm in my chair. Yeah. Like, and, and, like, I'm getting better at doing things like little pitches to people. Yeah. But ultimately, there comes a, a t- time when you have to do it your own way. Yes. And and I'm doing things my own way. And, yeah. and whether I do go into like training and well-being training but I think I'll just do it in my own way yeah because it's at, at least then you can be accountable to yourself and it doesn't yeah. run away from you and you'll never feel bad about any decisions you make yeah. like one of my big things is I really believe in the the value that comes from knowing what your values are mm-hmm. yeah so the more in tune with yourself you are the more you know this is what I really deeply passionately care about yeah your method can change Absolutely. and your your end goals can change and you can pivot and 
and stuff like that. But if you know what your values are and what's really important to you, you, you never really go that far wrong. You won't make that many bad decisions. Mm. Or if you make a bad, you know, in air quotes, a bad business decision, yeah. at least you'll know, well, I did it for the right reasons. And it's it was, part of learning and yeah, resilience and exactly. growth. And but You say hustle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I suppose you're, you're hustling in your own way. I'm hustling yeah. in my own way. I like that word. We but this event, I had, I did see it before I actually met you, I think, mind over grinding. I yeah, think I met yeah. you. And I didn't know it was something that you oh, started. Cool. <laughs> um so tell tell us about where that came from and what what's happened. So I, I remember the origin story the other day actually because it was it was um, the brain baby was a, a co um, creation. So I was I was visiting a co working space which is called Use Space, which is yes just on the other side of Piccadilly outside of town. Mm. Um, really lovely owner there called David who runs it, and I'd been introduced to him by another entrepreneur on this accelerator yeah. actually. So you see how all these connections. Form. Yeah, absolutely connection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got introduced to David, and we were having a really nice chat because uh, Rishi, the entrepreneur, was saying, "Oh, Alice runs this mental health consultancy," and David just kind of fell in love with the idea. He was really supportive. Yeah. We were just chatting back and forth, and he was like, "You know, there's just so much." Similar thing, mm. bullshit out yeah. there, and we want to create a really beautiful. It's really worth a look, by the way, if anyone's mm. interested. It's yeah. a beautiful okay. space, free parking, dogs, everything. Wow, <laughs> it's lovely, and um, yeah, and and he was saying like, oh, do you know what? If you fancy putting on an event, I really want to talk about mental health because we want to re- build a really supportive community here, and yeah. I want people to know that we're really passionate about it. Yeah. So I was like, cool, let's do it. So he said, oh, do you want to do you want to host it? Do you want it to be your thing? I was like, sure, okay. Didn't tell him I'd never run. An Just event say in my yes. Life. Just say yes. Exactly. Uh, never emceed before, but I was like, you know, talking is what I do for a living, so yeah. I should probably be okay at this. Um, and then I said, oh, I want to get my friend involved. She's a uh, she's a coach, and she does she does a lot of presenting and stuff. Okay. And, and she does radio shows and things yeah. like this. She's called Carol Ann Reed. And I was like, she'll be brilliant. She'll be really like warm and engaging. People yeah. will love her. And Rishi said, oh, I know uh, Vikash Shah. Do you know Vikash Shah? I don't, but... Lovely guy. Follow him yeah. on LinkedIn. He's yeah. brilliant. Um, but he's a serial entrepreneur. He's been working since he was like 12 or something. Right. Ridiculous. Tech genius. You know, one of yeah, these guys. Yeah. MBE, all the things. Yeah. Um, he's a legend. I really like him. And um, he does a lot of speaking around mental health. Okay. Um, he made a couple of suicide attempts, I believe. Mm. Was it two? I think it's two. Um but again, like really well-known speaker, getting yeah. a bit of uh, clout, you know, on the Eventbrite. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and then we just launched it. So we did the first one at Space, and it was brilliant. So it started a series of events that Dave did yeah. that kind of showcase, or they kind of put a spotlight on a particular theme. Yeah. Um, and I, I just absolutely loved it. And the, the feedback we got was incredible. Mm. People, it was a full house, and it was like the first time we did yeah. it. And, um, and people were just so engaged, and the Q&A kept going on and on, and people yeah. were bringing their own insights and knowledge to it. And I was like, shit, we need more of this. We need more yeah. of these spaces. Cause it's, it's like a real life. The, it's the most engaged audience I ever get. Because if you go into corporate, sometimes people yeah. don't want to be there. Yeah. Sometimes there's a bit of a vibe in the room. So it can, it can be a bit hit and miss. Yeah. But as an atmosphere, these events have the the most electric atmosphere. It really is like lightning mm. in a bottle. It feels just like, it just makes me so proud to put it on. The second event, um, I kind of changed the format a little bit. So I got someone else to host it, mm-hmm. MC. Yeah. And then I was on the panel. But I didn't like that as much because I actually really like directing. Yeah, you, you're a good um, di- like directing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you would be good as an MC because you've got those skills. and. Yeah, it's like the facilitation is quite... It's, yeah. it's tricky and... I enjoyed being on the panel because I enjoyed just talking yeah. at length, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually really like, because this is what I do, like the yeah. podcast and the, the, the coaching, it's all about you as a facilitator, what can you draw out of other people? That's where my yeah. biggest strength is. So this time we went back to that format, mm. I got a bigger panel because mm. the, the time before, the first time we did it, I was MC and answering questions as well, which was yeah. just messy and I was my brain was everywhere. So this time I was like, right, we nailed the format. We got a really nice, uh, another co-working space called Colony hosted for us. Not heard of that one. Um, really good. Down by Piccadilly again, uh, more central. Yeah. Um, but they hosted a beautiful venue. Um, just lovely people came and again, sell out. And it was... Brilliant. Yeah, so it, it, it I was buzzing for two, it's two days later and I'm still like, oh my God, that was so good. It was, it, because you put yourself out there yeah. you've shown the courage <laughs> and you've made those connections. Yeah, and this was more... Um, like I was behind this like I was yeah. really really pushing it yeah, promoting it, it and stuff so it was just a real moment of, to be proud and be like yeah I created this thing this is a really cool atmosphere okay then well so now you're at this point where you're feeling proud which is really important yeah. be your own biggest cheerleader um, <laughs> definitely am <laughs> so, so I'm going to take you back a bit of like what's your you know what's, what's your story what did you think what moments do you think led you to this change I suppose like you've I, I want to use the word reinvention I like it yeah like, that's cool 
what kind of led you to this point? Like, tell us a bit about that. It's funny. You use the word reinvention. I used to use the word transformative a lot. Nice. Because I went through a couple of periods of really heavy transformation. So, do you want like the the abridged version of like the last ten years? How far well, back you, we I, I think I think <laughs> as a story, you're a storyteller. What yeah. do you think? Like. Imagine if it's like a mental health audience yeah. of, of lots of different types of people, sure. maybe not so much from a business point of view. No, from no. From what's personal. formed you? Yeah. yeah sure. But again, only if you're comfortable. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, very comfortable. I'm just thinking like, yeah. <laughs> what's the sensible way to chunk it down? So, okay, I'll tell the whole story briefly so <laughs> okay. that people can recognise themselves. Yeah. So mental health for me, like my mental health deteriorated throughout my 20s. Mm-hmm. I was really miserable in college going into uni. So we're talking from like 18, 19. Yeah. Um, so I always say I struggled with my health for like my 20s. It was just awful for the most part. Um, so uni was horrible for me. I absolutely yeah. hated it. Uh, I didn't really acknowledge how much I hated it. I knew I had depression, mm-hmm. um, and I, but I didn't really know what to do about it. I'd sort of, yeah. social media was taken off. So I kind of had a few resources there a few people talking about things but it was all very clinical it was all about getting diagnosed and stuff I had various um, interactions with doctors and I couldn't get a diagnosis because my depression comes and goes in waves Mm. and it can be quite extreme when it's there but when it's not everything's fine and I feel like a fraud and I feel like oh, that's something that's not been explored enough in people who have Absolutely. I think one of the problems is that the the parameters are so arbitrary and they're going to vary. It's not black and white, is it? Absolutely not. No. And no one can tell me I'm not depressed when I'm depressed. There is no fucking arguing with it. Like, It's not just being in a low mood. It's a lot like it. No. It's like I'm looking at the top of buildings thinking it would be really nice to jump off those buildings. So, yeah. um, I think it's refreshing to be honest. Like, like, (laughs) you, you haven't done it. No. Like, you know, people out there who can get offended by that but like that's your story and your life and they it's can't true. stop you yeah. from saying that yeah exactly it's my experience and it's my story and and the thing about suicide ideation is there's so little understanding around it because people hear the word yeah. suicide and they picture the guy on the bridge about to jump yeah. and it's it's not my experience at all like i've never felt compelled to actually act on it yeah um the closest i've got is being uh, very very highly depressed driving at a time when i really shouldn't have been yeah. and um there was a kind of a few day period I think it was about four days I was like driving around the country so I'd sort of run away effectively yeah I was sort of 23 24 at this point and I just remember crying driving around and and just think really seriously considering steering my car mm-hmm. off the road at various points and um but through thinking it through and being like oh god what would the emergency services find what would my mum say I kind of thought it through to completion and that kind of unwound it for me mm-hmm. um but yeah that was horrible and that was the nearest I ever got to I'd say even then it wasn't it wouldn't have led to an attempt necessarily it was still ideation so ideation is the thinking process going from consideration yeah. through to very detailed planning yeah um so it's a, it's a weird one because I think people think you have to be a particular type of person to want to die yeah. it's, and it's not so much wanting to die it's it's just being in a lot of pain and not knowing how to cope it makes you it makes some people feel uncomfortable I can understand why yeah, of course. however if you're not allowed to talk about that process mm-hmm. which happened to you how are you ever going to make yeah. sense of it sometimes you can like you say you think in your head yeah but with any kind of talking about any kind of problems with mental health it doesn't have to be as theory to suicidal ideation people just want to be listened to yeah. so i've been saying this quite a lot recently yeah. like and you have the right to be listened to absolutely yeah and that's how we get validation sometimes is we say something and someone else goes oh my god me too and then they feel better because they feel validated absolutely. and you feel better because you're understood i was talking to samaritans i'm, I'm doing a um a documentary about suicide awareness and mm. prevention and stuff ongoing projects been going forever but it's it's in the works yeah and um yeah, I spoke to Samaritans. I said, "What what is the connecting thread between all the people that call? Because they're going to have different socioeconomic yeah. backgrounds. They're going to have different upbringings. What mm. is, is there anything that connects them all?" And he said, "People just want some really fundamental things in life. They want to be seen, they want to be heard, mm-hmm. and they want to be understood." And I think that's so beautiful and so true. Like we do just want to be understood. Everything we do, whether it's through fear motivation or through wanting to be loved, whatever it is, we just want those basic things. When people get you, that's yeah. massive. Like, or you get yourself, yeah. then you go through a period of reinvention and growth. Mm. And connection is one of the yeah. things that's become most important to me yeah. as a theme because one of my things is you have to connect with yourself and know, this is where the values comes in again of actually because when I um, so fast forward a little bit with the mental health yeah. thing so the, the biggest crash for me came when I was 25 I was mm. working as a uh, manager in a coffee shop mm. um, so my background is hospitality management yeah. 
um, and I was a young manager, had a lot of responsibility, loved my job but also hated it. It was like the most abusive relationship I've ever had. Um, but I really wanted to do well and my body kind of broke effectively. I had to go to hospital, had an mm. operation and it was during the time of recovery that I realised, God, I'm just, I'm so unhappy with my life. Mm. And I noticed like every new year I was reviewing my year and I was like, this year was worse than last year, this year was worse than last year and it kept going on yeah. and I was like, where does it stop? Yeah. So when I was 25, I was like, I, it was a legitimate call to life crisis. Yeah, I just heard absolutely. that phrase and I was like, that's exactly what I feel. And um, I had a bit of a panic attack. I, I sort mm. of, I dumped my boyfriend very quickly at the time, poor guy. Um, right decision, definitely, but I did it in the completely wrong way. And um, yeah, I decided like I need to change my job, I need to change a lot of stuff. So this, it started this kind of line of self-inquiry, I guess, where I was like, okay, rather than just going, up, going with the tide and just doing a job, and getting promoted yeah. and doing what other people want me to do. What do I actually fucking want? You got in touch with your values, I suppose, exactly. and what was important yeah. to you. Yeah, and I didn't realise that's what I was doing at the time, but I was just trying to you excavate a little bit and just figure out what do I actually want? What do I like about my job? What do I not like about my job? Because there were parts that I really loved and really yeah. enjoyed, but I just felt I felt very intrinsically that it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I just started tapping into that kind of intuitive side of myself and being like, right, what do I feel tugged towards and what do I feel like I want to get away from? and just trying to respond to that. And as you were making sense of this all, mm. like, I know you did something quite courageous. Like, I did a blog once and that kick-started all talk about me. Yeah. And I was not, I'm not an actual blogger, but you did a talk, didn't you? Yeah, right? so fast forward to like yeah. 2018 it would have been. Yeah. So, so you've been working on yourself. Yeah, so I've been doing this for six years. So there's, there's certain periods where like big yeah. changes happen. And I suppose yeah. one of the biggest changes for me was moving to Manchester. Yeah. Because that was two years ago, coming up to two years ago. Now. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> my anniversary is on the 10th I'm of a, March. And Manchester's <laughs> welcoming you with a nice rainy day. Uh, do you know what? I don't even mind the weather. Well, when you're in here, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> no, but I love being outside. I love storms, all the things. Yeah. Like, give me all the weather. I love the seasons and the changes. Oh, so much could say about that and your own it's so feelings. Deep. <laughs> yeah. anyway, anyway, sorry. Give me a season change anyway. Um, so, yeah, so when I moved to Manchester, that was like a real intuitive hit for me I just I knew I needed to get out of Bristol I'd lived there yeah. all my life uh, even when I went to uni I lived at home and just like I felt very hemmed in and yeah. one of my biggest values is freedom and I need to explore I need to I'm a very experiential person I need to be out discovering things yeah. and doing new things um, so I knew I needed to get out of Bristol I was working in interior design at the time in a marketing uh, yeah. faculty and or capacity, I should say. Uh, so I wanted to kind of do the same job but move up here because I made made redundant so I was like good excuse I'll leave. Did a bit of research around creative industries and Manchester came up as a suggestion. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of visited, stayed in the hostel for a bit, went out and did like Amazing. viewings and stuff. But from the first time I visited, I was like, I, I like the vibe here. I just really. <laughs> yeah, the same pace, like. Yeah, yeah, like the speed of change kind of suited me and the people were all really nice. Like wherever I went, people were chatting and just like friendly and stuff. Maybe it's just you. Like. <laughs> it could just be. It could just be. I, was I'd get, I get. I don't know. Yeah. People said this, this German guy said this to me last week anyway, going off on a tangent. He said, everyone in Manchester is friendly. And I was yeah. like, not to me. Like, are, maybe it's just my face. Really, there is there is always a very different definite culture in different yeah. cities that you go to, for yeah. sure. But I think also because I was in a very um open minded, receptive state, yeah. I would have invited more invited. kindness and stuff. Yeah, it's it's kinda like that law of attraction thing of like what you put out you get back. I, I, I do agree with that as well. Yeah, it's it's true, it's definitely true, but it has to be married with action. I think a lot of people mm. who go go for law of attraction like if I just think my life better it'll be it'll possibly <laughs> become better. It's like, no no, there's real, do something. there's real world application to it <laughs> so so yeah that was a big step for me moving away because I didn't know anybody and I didn't um, have a plan I didn't have a job when I moved um, that's all these brave. kind of things that's brave thanks I don't I don't really consider it brave because yeah. I wasn't scared well that's 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 even better <laughs> though, isn't it like you just think you know this is what I need to go for I need yeah. to go for this process but um, that's it if you know what's really important to you and your yeah. reason why you're doing something yeah even if you're taking a leap of faith, I don't consider that very risky. I don't yeah. consider that very scary. Uh, it's only when you sort of go through the motions and you're like, oh shit, admin, what do I do? Like, yeah. That's when it starts getting scary for me because I don't like doing anything. Was there a moment though when the, <laughs> the, the, like, the penny dropped and you thought, right, I've got my inspiration or this is what I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to be honest about what I've been through? Was there like a moment of... There were a couple of kind of clarity moments and I, I'm not going to be all cliche about it. You're like, oh my God, this is my come to Jesus moment or anything like that. But I think in your life you have a series of very subtle like wake light up. bulbs going off or waking up moments. Yeah, yeah. you have, but they're subtle usually. You have yeah. to be paying attention. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, I do a lot of reflection and stuff where I can be like, oh my God, I've just realised something. Yeah. And I kind of mark it in my brain or mm. I've written down and I'll be like, oh, this is a real moment. 
so you have to keep track sometimes because they'll be subtle yeah um so i think there are a lot of markers pointing me in the direction that i've now come to with my yeah. business and my life and stuff but it i had to go through a series of things for those dots to line up if you see what i mean yeah absolutely so with regards to the talk that i did it was <laughs> so i love ted talks and that was the yeah, reason i, I did talk. oh they're amazing yeah um they were a game changer for me yeah and when I, I went on this public speaking course, again, a bit of an intuitive thing, I just decided to go. Um, and I, I was looking at TED Talks for inspiration and my favorite TED Talks are really, really heavy subjects okay. that are handled in a very approachable way that makes it yeah. normalized. And you really like the speaker, you really emotionally engage with their story. And there's normally a bit of a hero's journey as well. They take you down down into the depths of the yeah. dark night of the soul almost. And then they come back up the other side and then yeah. there's like a really simple message at the end of it. So I was like, I kind of want to copy that trajectory because the course itself I found really easy. Mm. I, d I didn't, I didn't have a problem standing in front of the group. Yeah. And other people were really challenging themselves. Like some people, a lot of people actually, English was their second language. Wow. And they were incredible. They were so brave and like they really struggled to have that confidence in their English to say, I'll be comfortable delivering this. A lot of people had problems with their accent and stuff. And over the course, yeah. they um, they grew this confidence. And I was like, they're going on this real transformational journey and I'm not pushing myself. I'm just standing up there going, oh, let's talk about community and fun, fluffy subjects, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you were. making people laugh. I wasn't pushing myself. So about a week before the talk, I planned this talk out and I was having like a wobble about it. I had this really vivid dream um, where I was steering a boat, metaphor for life, yeah. I was captain of a boat. I'd just been abandoned by the captain. And he was like, you do it. You know, you'll figure it out. And, um, and a storm hit. I got washed overboard. And then I just remember struggling through the water for ages. So I call it dark water. This is my metaphor. Yeah. Um, and I was struggling for ages. And I was exhausted. And I was like, shit, I need to decide now. Do I keep struggling and try and get back to the boat? Which is scary. Like, I have a bit of a phobia of dark water in, in real life. Yeah, yeah. Um, like deep water. And... So I felt visceral fear in this dream. Yeah, of course. And I was like, do I try and struggle to get back to this boat or do I just let myself drown? And for me, that's your face. It's like, very oh, great. It's the suicide metaphor. It's yeah. not a case of like wanting to die. Yep. It's just a rock and a hard place. Like that's horrible. That's horrible. What am I going to do? And you have to decide. And if you're so emotionally exhausted and fatigued and scared, mm -hmm. A lot of people choose suicide in a kind of very passive way because they're just like, what else can I possibly yeah, do? Yeah, they just can't fight it anymore. Yeah, like. yeah, and you're just, yeah, you don't have anything left to give. And sometimes it's the only act of self-compassion or self-care yeah. people give themselves for a really long time. And that was the talk. <laughs> that would have been a good talk. Basically, yeah, yeah. I was describing the metaphor of dark. Yeah. I called it dark water, I think. Yeah. And I said like I felt suicidal, and it was it was terrifying. I've never been so scared in my life, and I still don't think I've topped it. Wow. Um, but it was one of those moments, I woke up the next morning and I was like, okay, fine, I get the hint, I need to do that talk. <laughs> and it was a real, like, I knew it was going to be, it was going to be a moment. It yeah. wasn't necessarily going to be transformational for me, but mm. I was like, that could really help someone in that room, so that's what I'm going to do. And um, it was really good, it was really well received, and some of the people afterwards came up and said, like, I've been in the dark water too, I know how you felt. I was like, oh my God. It's when <laughs> other people connect with you, yeah. like when the, with the men's groups that I run, and then, which I'm launching soon. Yeah. Um, once you say a story it could be a metaphor or something like that and someone else then gives you a nod and be like mm -hmm. oh re that really resonates with what Mike just said or, yeah. and, and then that's the best moment because it's like you could be completely different views on lots of different things but when you've got that connection yeah. even if it's someone's 60 someone's 20 I just think like making connections similarities and exploring differences but also finding similarities this is it and like when we, when we distill our humanity down like, like I said earlier about wanting to be seen and understood like yeah we have so much more in common than different we kind of the themes running through us mm. all are the same but yeah. the expression of those themes is slightly different yeah um it's like if you if you look at films they sometimes say there's only five story types or seven story yeah. types yeah. isn't it it's like the hero's journey and yeah uh the cinderella story yeah. those kind of things there's basic patterns that we all follow and it's because we're, we're just we're just human and we just want to be accepted in a social group we want to find kind of self-actualization in some way we want to find yeah things that are true to us and that speak to us and that we really deeply care about a lot of us don't realize all these mm. things because they play out on a psychological level on a very you know on a buried subconscious yeah. level but the more you kind of d dig into it and the more research you do and stuff like i've been obviously actively exploring this for six years but mm. in my early teenage years i knew something wasn't right i knew i wasn't yeah. happy in my own mind i didn't know why but it's only through 
learning more about the world and being curious about yourself as well, so that you can kind of figure these things out. And a lot of people, a lot of people are unhappy in their lives. And a lot of people want to change, but change is scary. So they tell themselves they're not scared and they're, they're happy in a mediocre relationship and they're happy in their shitty job and they've got a holiday to look forward to. So yeah. keep your head down. It's like being in the Matrix. It's like the scariest thing in the world because, it, 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 you know, you accept a bad situation rather than do something about it. Yeah. Because you feel like showing the courage to do something about it is more scary than... Of course it is. But, like, I don't, you know, we talk about a lot of things on podcasts. I know you do on yours. I don't want listeners to think, like, this is too much to take in. Like, yeah, there's, there's just little isn't. bits. You, yeah. I, I listen to loads of podcasts and, like, it could be 50 minutes or something and then, but there's, bam, something in the 30-second segment. Yeah. It's like reading a book. Like, yeah. I don't read every book, every word and be like, I'm going to use this forever. Yeah. I'll take a paragraph and it'll really hit me. This is it, because, like, not everyone is going to resonate with everything we've said yeah. today because we are going a bit meta with it all. And, like, I'm a deep yeah. thinker. This is partly yeah. partly why I'm good at my coaching and the yeah. stuff that I do as well because like, I, I will go deep on topics and mm. some people really need that and want it. Mm. Um, some people are quite early on in the process of, like, personal development or not even that. Maybe they're just un- unhappy and they just want to make a little tweak a little change yeah and um and you'll find different content that speaks to you at those different times so for me when i was off Mm. sick and figuring out actually i have mental health issues yeah the reason ted talks was so important for me was that that's what i was watching on youtube Mm. in my bedroom on my own crying and I, i was like oh my god so many of these speakers these incredible people at the top of their field they felt suicidal what the fuck and I'd never heard someone express it so um, kind of concisely and as matter of fact as that. They were like, it got to a point where I wanted to take my own life. And then on to the next bit of like the recovery and stuff. And I was like, fucking hell. And like, it does get better and you can see yeah, like... Yeah. Like all of these people had a really similar story. Or people were depressed or they'd just gone bankrupt. Like some kind of trauma is always there. I think you need to... I, I do also feel like you need to go through some kind of hardship. Of course you like, do. Because that how do you know you're going to come out the other side and learn it, yeah. it's like you know getting over these difficulties but yeah like i think well-being in the workplace so i don't it like it doesn't have to be a black and white from well-being in general so the idea of well-being like let's cut through the bullshit there's a lot of people who throw out well-being and again i'm rolling my eyes here because <laughs> like i'm like they just use the word well-being and yeah, it's yeah. like oh do some yoga and we'll we'll have a meditation or whatever but like it knowing yourself better and making a change in your own life and having that yeah. It's the core of it, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, and it's, it's a huge, like, really complex subject of well-being. There's different areas to it. Yeah. I think people kind of automatically go to physical well-being, so that's yeah. what we have the most data around. Yeah. But you know, I'm talking about things like intuition and stuff here. I've, you know, for me, psychological well-being and and your emotional well-being runs so deep. And for me, I'm quite like a spiritual person mm. now. And there are uh, very deep factors at play for me but I don't talk about that in my training because it's too much for a lot of people yeah. like you're saying this is like getting very big um, but I like that but like I, yeah. I'm also thinking about how to package that for people yeah. as well yeah because like, I would distance it for some people but other people are genuinely really interested because yeah. I think spirituality is again that's one of those subjects that's yeah, just I, yeah. recently kind of coming to the forefront mm. um, again through the likes of social media and people kind of pub- publicising their genuine views for free and getting it out there and do stuff. a podcast about spirituality I'll yeah, we to yeah, yeah I will do definitely one time definitely yeah. um but yeah going back to what you're saying about tick box exercises and stuff because it's not a legal requirement yet for people to invest in well-being yeah it's still kind of optional at this point so you've got the people i love working with are the ones who have a real emotional attachment to this topic and they're like we need it because a friend of mine has gone through this or i've gone through something i understand the value of it yeah. some people do see it as a tick box exercise but like i don't mind that because i can package it however they want to get yeah. me in the door because i know i can help people so if a company is saying we're just getting you in because we need to tick a box and we need to be seen to be doing something yeah. fine mm. i'll go to tick that box for you but while i'm there what i'm doing is actually talking to people in a way that they need to be spoken to yeah that's really important well, because they're the ones that are going to benefit from it. It's not about, like, I don't care who the gatekeeper is. I'll say yeah, what I management. Say. <laughs> like, I, like I, I often think, like, you know, I'm using schools as an example. To get teachers to be yeah. more productive, you have to kind of take management away and yeah. actually find out what the concerns are. Because exactly. if you've got a boss around you who's going to hammer you afterwards for saying something, speaking out of line, yeah. that's happened to me before. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I suppose <laughs> this is a good, a good way to kind of get into the what's the next steps for you, what's coming up. So you've got your events, you've got your podcasts, yeah. you you, you're a well-being champion consultant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you the, I don't know if they're the right words. What's the next venture? Do well, think? do you know what? I just need to, to calm down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't. For the purpose of this last five minutes, no. don't calm down. I just need to, like, because, like you said, the, the last 
year and a half alone like yeah. I've got the podcast and then I did a book and well a bit of a book yeah. I was in a, a collaboration and the the event started and all these different things like, I'm just so passionate about the subject like I yeah. just love working with people and finding out more and um, so I just want to keep doing what I'm doing at the moment I want to keep doing the podcast I want to keep doing the community events I want to keep doing the corporate mm. the corporate arm needs to stabilise to be honest because cash flow goes up and down like yeah. a bloody boat in a storm doesn't it peaks mm. and troughs peaks and troughs so I just want to uh, realistically my business brain is switching on now and going like oh you need sales every month to be able to scale and to be able to keep things going so that has to be my focus at the moment because I have been kind of I think being on accelerator schemes and stuff yeah. sometimes you're, you're kind of your brain is so far open that you take yeah. on all the ideas of everyone around you yeah. and um, it's yeah what I've discovered is I because I'm so big picture focused and I'm so imaginative mm. and all the rest of it and so inspired by what I'm doing I run off on all these different directions so I actually yeah. need someone to rein me in a bit and be like can we just focus on the next step and the next step you make me want to sign up now <laughs> honestly I really recommend it applications are open until the end of February not spawn um, <laughs> they should give me commission though seriously well you are um, and, and Dark Coffee are a friend of talk about it mate yeah. I, I think it's great for networking mm. to have organisations and people who mm. you know are doing good work and you can always contact and yeah. like if like I don't offer corporate services right now maybe in a couple of years time. I'm sure you will but if someone yeah, approached definitely. me next week and yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have time to I'd say oh but to do know somebody yeah. because like not everybody who offers these kind of things have I met or do I think they're real or genuine yeah, or authentic yeah. and like I can cut through that yeah have a very, exactly. high, got very a really good, good bullshit, bullshit filter, filter. <laughs> yeah there you go so if you think you've also got a good bullshit filter then Alice will be talking <laughs> that's the thing like so many of us are kind of on the same wavelength and like I, I'm always happy to promote you like yeah. how many people have I promoted on here today seven yeah. I don't know yeah um, but I will always support people that are doing good work because we need to help each other out collaboration is yeah. key and it's a big mission like we're trying to help people come to terms with like difficult situations yeah. and trying to have a healthier relationship with their mental health is a really big fucking mission and that's before we even talk about the suicide rate like if you're trying to unwind unpick suicide and figure yeah. out the reasons why and try and avert it it's a really big goal like I can't do that on my own have you thought about count doing counselling like being a counsellor uh, do you know what puts or me working off working in something I'll tell you this because I think it might be important for you to hear yeah. the thing that puts me off about counselling is the accreditation side of it yeah because what I realised early on, I talk about imposter syndrome quite a yeah. lot on my podcast. I get it so badly. Of course, and a lot of us do. But one of the things is, while you're pissing about, going, I need this qualification, I need yeah. this qualification, blah, 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 there are so many people you're not helping in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying pretend you're a surgeon and operate on someone yeah. tomorrow. But if you have experiential experience, ex well, yeah. that's obvious, experiential knowledge, and if you have a delivery style and you have skills that you can directly apply tomorrow mm. you don't need to tick that box for yourself you don't need to say mm. I need to be accredited in this one area in order to help people I'm not saying don't be a counsellor no no I, I, you, I, you, but, you are speaking to me a lot there I'm just doing it for for like for my own peace of mind yeah my, but the funny because I do talk about it mate but my counselling stuff eventually they'll come together under the same course, umbrella yeah. but yeah. I'm keeping that separate I'm keeping that for me mm. as my, for Michael Richard to yeah. become a counsellor and, and it then, might be a journey that you need to go through so yeah. I'm not saying at all don't yeah. do it but I think your but I agree story, with the going for it mm. element if you're good enough go for it what's yeah. stopping you like I could see clients now I think yeah you I mean, definitely I, could I mean I'm doing my counselling course and I'm doing practice but I like a lot of people who I work with in the men's groups and stuff like I don't worry about signposting or if there's a problem because I feel that, like I am capable of to having that time with them if yeah, they need it of course yeah. and you help people every day and I'm sure people come to you with really serious issues and like you resonate with yeah. them in a way that no one else will and the thing is mm. like there could be a hundred of us in the let's just say there's a hundred yeah. of us in here all doing um, kind of counselling services to, to whatever extent yeah. we could all be saying the exact same message but different people will resonate yeah, with different exactly. ones of us me and you can be using exactly the same mm. words and someone will listen to you and hear you yeah. they won't hear me because they'll like yeah. your style and they yeah. won't like mine and vice versa. So it Don't doesn't be, matter. Don't be unapologetically you. Absolutely. I think that's what, is that what you're Absolutely. getting at? Absolutely. I really use the word unapologetically more and more now yeah. because the more you stand in your own truth, mm. oh God, that is so corny. No, but, <laughs> but the more I know what you, you use your own experience and actually talk from a place of like, mm. this is what I know, this is who I can help, yeah. this is what I'm about, you will attract the right people to you. And I'm not a qualified counsellor. I'm not a qualified yeah. this, that, and the other. I'm not a psychologist. All these things. People ask me, like, oh, so what Like, what degree have you got? I've got a degree in creative writing and media communications, which, as which it happens, using quite a lot. is now really relevant. <laughs> but it didn't make any sense at the time. Yeah. I was just following my curiosity and my skill set. Yeah. But 
there are people that I'm helping every day now. Yes. Just through making it up as I go. You have helped me set up uh, Audacity. There you go. Plug. Like I've helped you podcast because I know how to podcast because I've done it. Yeah. Like it's it again. It's one of these bullshit structures of saying qualifications are the only way to you can help people. And like, it stops people from doing things because it put, makes people spend too long prepping the behind the scenes and not exactly. actually jumping in and doing exactly. it. Exactly. And it, of course it's fear. And there's so many things that I'm picking that like there's fear and there's yeah. insecurity and people don't want to be seen as a fraud and people think that and people convince themselves to do more harm than good. It's yeah. like I don't know how many lives I could have helped save because I've said something that made someone think differently. I don't yeah. know what that ripple effect's going to be, but I know, I just know intrinsically, and from what people have told me as well, that I'm doing more good than harm, so I'm going to keep doing it. Wow, like, I, I'm just, I, this has really energised me, like, I, I think you'll say, <laughs> when I arrived, I was a bit oh, muddled, and I, like, I'm having breakfast, and I was a bit like, mm. but now I'm just like, mm, my, my heart is going, and, and like, I feel like it's really that's important. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, because ah! that's the kind of, you know, I, I want to hear people speak in, in events or things that, when people are, not ranty, but passionate, and that yeah. comes through. I am like, ranty someday, sorry. I've, no, but I am too, but like, I've been in the past made to feel bad for that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, no, don't start if you're passionate about something like and you've got a good story to tell that's what yeah. we're here for that's what podcasts are here for as well so i want to say really enjoyed this because like I'm it's so been glad. a long time since i've done yeah. it and um it's for starting season two i think this is great season and two baby <laughs> tune in listen up for some different kinds of podcasts and maybe some new blood coming into the podcast if, yeah so um but if people want to follow you Alice how, how can they find you I'm really easy to find I'm on LinkedIn like every day so <laughs> get me on LinkedIn um, sign up to the newsletter on Dark Coffee if you like what we're doing we do a monthly newsletter mm-hmm. uh, we do events in the community you can follow the Dark Coffee page on LinkedIn I'm on Instagram Alice Lyons Wellbeing yeah. and Dark Coffee Wellbeing uh, but honestly just get me on LinkedIn that's the easiest thing to do or just I, send me an email I'm, <laughs> I'm going to end by asking you when I've set up my men's groups eventually I think we want to get people come in do a little speak yeah, like a talk. Speak uh, because even though it's men's group but what you said about the suicidal ideation yeah. I think you're the best person I know in my network to talk about that yeah if they're and, comfortable uh, ask them yeah, sure uh, yeah obviously that would be something that it would take a few months down the line but yeah. getting somebody in to share their story and you know like, I know I'm getting a reputation now as somebody who just works in men's mental health and yeah. I want to also reiterate that's not the case yeah. it's just that this didn't been a specific need for Passion men's mental yeah, yeah absolutely but people like you will, will be great to connect with in the future so yeah. have a great day thank, thank you, you for, <laughs> for coming on and, and sharing your wisdom you're welcome thank you so <laughs> much <laughs>